Produced by women about women, Powerful Women Let's Talk is a series of interviews with women who are trailblazers and have helped shape our world, transforming who we are and how we live. She helped to grow and nurture Broadway Grand Rapids as marketing director and now assumes the role of president and CEO. Megan Distel began her business study at MSU's Broad College and has crafted her niche in sales and marketing to her present day success. She's balanced with the support of family and a love for the outdoors, yet as an athlete, she did break her nose during the high jump. So welcome, Megan, to this edition of Powerful Women. Let's talk. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes, that is that is a, a funny story. And yes, I did break my nose, my only, only bone that I've broken and did it uh, in the high jump. Got cracked right in the nose with a standard and took a trip right to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was, well, was interesting. My follow-up was, did you make the jump? I didn't make the jump okay. because in hitting oh. the crossbar and kicking the standard, it, it came right back and hit me in the face. So, nope, didn't make the jump okay. on that one. All right. Well, more fun facts to follow. So, the Megan Dream Show, uh, Broadway Grand Rapids. Uh, I'll say congratulations on your success. I mean, you, you. Yes, you. it's been incredible. I mean, since I've been on board uh, the last 11 years, I've seen some incredible growth. We've quadrupled season ticket sales, uh, you know, community partnerships and sponsorships and seen the very best of Broadway to come to our mm-hmm. community. So I feel so fortunate and so rewarded to be a part of the organization during this this last decade. It truly has been an amazing experience and as I said very very rewarding right let's take you back to the young Megan yes. did you grow up in a, a business family a sales family where'd you get this drive well my dad actually was in sales my dad was a bit of a jack-of-all-trades mm-hmm. he was he played college football and then he went into the insurance business he he actually got a master's in engineering he he was had a lot of different passions and um, he was a, a glass half full kind of guy mm-hmm. a very positive and and, um, and a role model for me in terms of just building relationships and how impactful that can be in your life. So that that probably is where I first developed uh, an interest in just working with people. But like most people, the path is is not always straight. And as I arrived at Michigan State for, for college, I, I had a lot of different ideas about what I might want to do. Um, the first being, I originally thought I wanted to go into French studies and become a French teacher. I had a really inspirational uh, teacher in high school who instilled a love of French culture and language in me. And so when I got to Michigan State, I thought that's sort of the direction that I wanted to go. And my parents, you know, thought that was great, but you know, what else maybe could you do with that French degree? And so I started looking into maybe some communications, you know, areas, psychology, ended up deciding to get into the business school and Michigan State's known for their hotel restaurant management program. So I was in that for a short bit and ultimately ended with a marketing degree. And that was a really good way to kind of bring together a lot of my interests and in studying people and what makes them, you know, want to buy and and businesses, how they can um, market their products to people. But all along the way, I continued with those French studies because that was something that was really important and I felt really passionate about. And so I ended up with a minor in in French and my first job out of college which is which is interesting my dad had this idea that I create my resume in English on one side and French on the other wow. which was I always laugh that I did that but at the time in 1992 
you know, we really weren't even using the internet to apply for jobs, you know, sending in your resume. And I wanted to make a difference and stand out with um, my application. So my first job was actually working for GM of Canada, uh, well, really the Cadillac headquarters in downtown Detroit, but they they had an area where they focused on GM of Canada um, customer service, and, and so they wanted me to be able to use my French skills to be able to talk to dealers and customers in French-speaking Canada. So I did end up using that French just a little bit in my career. Nice. Well, I know you've also spent time in Paris. We'll talk about that yes. as well. So um, I guess we'll, we'll stay on the topic of um, of sales. When did you land the job in at Broadway Grand Rapids? Well, I do have, I, again, an you unconventional path. stuff in between path. there? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. a very unconventional path. So, and this is actually something I'm really excited to talk about because as a woman who has balancing a family and a career, it's sometimes difficult to to manage both. And so I was I was in sales um, working for a medical supply company here in Grand Rapids. I, I made my way over to the west side of the state when I got married and was working in sales here and when I had my first child. And my company didn't allow for part-time work. And so it was, you know, okay, balancing the, the full-time job with with the new baby. And and then shortly thereafter I got pregnant with twins. And my my twin pregnancy was a high-risk pregnancy. I was on bed rest for 4 months and once I had once I had the twins and I had three kids under 3, it it just felt impossible to be able to juggle both at that time. So I took a bit of a hiatus and I was so fortunate to be able to do that. I mean, I know I'm lucky that um, I have a supportive spouse that was uh, that we were able to make that happen and I really feel fortunate, but I knew my career wasn't quite done. I mean, there were, you know, I always had a bit of a competitive spirit and a drive to, you know, to do more and, and knew that eventually I would get back. And that's that's challenging for women though. When you have this gap, how do you get back? And I really I really tried to stay involved in the community. I tried to get involved volunteering with things that were important to me while I was, you know, raising my young family, volunteering for the women's committee at the symphony, working um, on the board at Care Ballet, um, doing, you know, things with the PTA, I PTA president and treasurer and all those things t- um, to try to keep me close and involved with uh, what my kids were, were also doing. And all the while, I kept just talking to people and trying to, you know, build my network and relationships in the community because I knew I did want to go back. And about nine years later, so again, I, this unconventional path to a role like I'm in now in that I have this time that I wasn't working. And I hope that that inspires people because I want women particularly, I think, struggle with that balance Mm -hmm. and knowing that it's not too late. It's not too late to go after a career and what you you want in in a fulfilling um, manner. And Mm -hmm. so by talking to people, I, I ended up getting in contact with Mike Lloyd, who had just taken over as the executive director at Broadway Grand Rapids, and he was looking to launch a group sales program. We had no group sales program at Broadway at the time. That's an opportunity to really grow, grow ticket sales, of course. And and he, you know, I really met Mike through his wife, Kathy. Um, again, just being open-minded to talking to people, building the network, and he gave me an opportunity to come in and work in sales at Broadway. And my path 
quickly changed mm -hmm. because six months into that, our marketing director took another role and the marketing director position was open. So Mike, I went into his office after about 30 seconds and you know Mike, he is a very, somebody who has strong convictions and I knew I needed to be very convicted in my desire to move into the marketing role, even though I, I had didn't have all the skill sets maybe that were required at the time. I knew that I had the passion for the arts, that I could do it, and I, and I just said, I want this job. And he said to me, do you want my job? He answered my question oh. with, do you want my job? What'd and you say? Absolutely. I said, absolutely. And you know, that kind of start off, started off our relationship where it was a mentorship. And he coached me and gave me that opportunity. I'm forever grateful for that opportunity because I knew I could do it. I just needed a chance. And I dug in to the marketing role, learning everything that I could, working alongside Mike, and again, was so rewarded with the progress and development of Broadway Grand Rapids and what it is today. Wow. Congratulations, because I, I guess as we look at uh, recommending uh, uh, for the younger uh, yeah. Megan, ask for what you may want. Right, right. And don't be afraid to, to I mean, I think there's self-doubt after you haven't been, you know, when you haven't been working for a while, you, mm -hmm. you, you know, you feel like technology has surpassed you or that maybe you're not going to be given that opportunity, but just going out and you know there's nothing that takes place of hard work and of passion and if you believe in what you're doing and you can find that then it's really not even work right i mean it, that's ultimately i do have a, such a strong passion for the arts i always have and this job feels like a dream come true because of that mm -hmm. Nice. Congratulations again to you. Thank you. But yet you uh, high jump, uh, high jump, uh, yeah. runner, uh, other mm -hmm. competitive sports. Yeah. Uh, how does that shape your life today? Not that you're uh, pushing, shoving uh, get out of the way, but the athletic performance must. Uh, oh, for sure. As a as a young girl, being involved in sports, I mean, you learn the value of teamwork. You learn the value of setting goals and of you know collaborating and communicating with your teammates and working individually but but for a greater good and for a greater purpose of you know winning a game or or contributing to the team and so those skills are so translatable of course to any business and really even to the arts right um mm -hmm. you know you can't really just have you know there there are stars in shows but you know the show does not go on without the ensemble without the crew and without the team of uh creatives that make it all happen so i think there's a lot of lessons that i took from being a young athlete and being in a competitive house and, and interestingly I'm the youngest um, in my family my older brother and sister are actually more athletic and very very competitive I was less competitive as a kid really I I was in sports and but I actually started getting gravitating towards the arts particularly when I got to high school and st started just you know that became maybe it was studying the French maybe you know studying art that led me to that but it probably was seeing my first Broadway show yeah. and which was Annie oh. okay when I was eight years old I went down to the Fisher and you maybe it's that you that show in particular as an eight-year-old about eight-year-olds or I don't know how old they are in the show but but obviously when you see yourself and you can see yourself on stage in 
a story, it, you know, it for sure it resonated with me. And, you know, I walked away like, you know, on the edge of my seat with the music in my head. Wanting red hair. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, right. And also my, my mom was very, um, you know, she loved Audrey Hepburn. We watched My Fair Lady. We watched West Side Story. I, I mean, I grew up watching musical theater on TV, whatever movie renditions that there mm. were, uh, Sound of Music. And, and that was something that I think also just sort of instilled in me uh, a love of music and musicals. And as I grew, I... I wished more than anything that I had talent, <laughs> um, but you know, unfortunately, that I wasn't gifted with a, a, a voice or the ability to to dance, and so you know, I just became a, a, a huge fan. And I would actually, when I was in high school, go see other high school musicals. That's a great way to get exposed for people who maybe haven't the means to go see a Broadway show, which is which is something we're working on also to to create accessibility. But mm. you know, just um, when I go into a theater and, you know, you start to hear the orchestra, mm. I, like, I almost start to choke up. If there's something that really is powerful to me when you see something unfold on stage. And from the beginning to the end, I, I you know, it's, mm. it's life-changing to me. It can be life-changing for people and for youth. And so, um, like I said, this is a dream come true to be able to be uh, leading the organization now. Never too late to get on stage, Megan. Uh, All right, more it, fun. It's on my bucket list, Shelley. <laughs> it actually is. Bucket lists are good. More fun facts, please. How about this backpacking in, yeah. in Europe and what that did to you? Well, I, I mean, travel is again, uh, uh, fortunate to be able to travel, but backpacking it, you know, you're doing it on the cheap and staying in hostels and, and taking your rails around. That's before, uh, you know, you were flying places, but today it seems like kids are just hopping on planes and going. But, you know, when I did, I did study in Paris, I lived there for six months and when I um, was in college and mm -hmm. had the opportunity at the end of my study to uh, backpack for two weeks around Europe. And, you know, there is something about being vulnerable in another country and being able to, uh, you know, really just you have to problem solve, you have to, you know, you're learning about new cultures, you're kind of learning about yourself, you really are, and, and reflecting on what you know and, and what the people you meet, what their experiences have been, and it's so educational. It's so, to me, it's almost more educational than traditional learning in books. I mean, you talking to new people from, from other parts of the world. So I, I really enjoyed that experience and getting to visit a lot of different countries. And then after college, I decided to do it again before I entered the real world and uh, went with a friend and you know was able to, um, again, just you know, live carefree for a few weeks and uh, hit a new city when we decided to and get on a train and stay in a hostel. And this was before phones. This is before, you know, there. and I, I do think about that sometimes, even my study abroad. I, I arrived in Paris with a huge duffel bag, no phone, I took a cab to this family's house that I was staying in and you know on a Saturday knocking on the door nobody answered you know speaking the language but just I mean you know those experiences they shape us so much and give us sort of mm. courage being able to you know allow us to take risks and know that um, we're learning something every step mm. along the way nice yeah. all right and that mom hat did the kids turn out okay well <laughs> I, you know they, I think so yeah they're all great great kids and honestly being a mom has actually taught me more than probably most mm -hmm. things in life because every child 
well, I have three and a dog. I don't want to forget the dog. Um, you know, they all require something different. You know, they're they're not cookie cutter. You know, I'm I'm really a different mom to each of them and what they need. And that was some good advice that I was given a long time ago is that, you know, what your son might need is going to be vastly different than what your daughter, you know, trying to listen, learn what is it that they need from you. And that, and also just they're going a million different directions. So being able to learn from just that experience um, has helped me, I think, be a better leader, even with our team at Broadway and knowing that each of the team members needs something a little different from me. What makes you laugh? Well, you know, I'm kind of actually a serious person. It's funny. I, I mean, I do laugh, but I, I, I do. That's why I asked the question. I know. So you can tell. Um, no, I, I am actually a bit of an introvert, but it, well, it's people that make me laugh, right? And, you know, just like like art or theater, different things mean humor, you know, makes, um, we all have to find different things humorous, but I, it's my sister. I mean, she makes me laugh like no one and, and, and my close friends. And I think it's because when you have a shared history, you have your shared inside jokes. That's where I start the belly laugh where, where, and my sister is extremely witty and, and just razor sharp, quick wit. And I love nothing more than being with her and, and, and laughing. And that, yeah, I'd say it's the people. And that's because when they when they know you when you know someone intimately they you know they get you yeah well uh obviously you have a new season uh a long way away but do you have a dream show that as the president and ceo of graduate Grand Rapids, you could bring in for us well i think you know that's changing all the time because creatives are working all the time on in developing new shows mm -hmm. and before we had wicked it was we are going to have wicked here and before we had hamilton we're gonna bring hamilton and you know i think we've really built this program and when you build it, they will come. I like to say, just like the the field of dreams, it's it's been amazing to see that we are now having the ability to fill DeVos Performance Hall for three weeks. Uh, you know, with these shows, and so you know, there's always going to be another show that we want to bring here, a new one that's out on that's coming out. I hope that we can have some plays. I'd love to see To Kill a Mockingbird. I'd love to see uh, just critically acclaimed shows. I I'm always going to be looking for a mix because I know Grand Rapids is our community not one show is going to appeal to, to everybody so when we look at our seasons we want to always have something that's for families and something that's critically acclaimed and something that's brand new from Broadway that's you know Tony Award winning and that's funny uh, you know we open with Tootsie and Tootsie is a comedy it is absolutely you know a, a, just a really fun and funny show and it's done really well on stage and so just having a mix to entertain and to inspire great why support the arts here in West Michigan you know, the arts, without art, I think our lives would be so, so boring in some ways. I mean, you know, they, the arts teach us about humanity, they inspire, they, they teach, they educate, and I think they change lives. And supporting the arts, um, it enriches our community. It makes, it helps, it's an economic impact also. It brings people here. And it really, to me, just supporting the arts improves quality of life. We should go out in song, but we won't. Broadway Grand Rapids, you, yeah. President and CEO, Megan Distel, thank you. You thank are a powerful you. woman. Let's talk. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Produced by women, about women. These powerful podcasts focus on powerful women and how their strength transforms who we are and how we live. 
Want to hear more powerful women Let's Talk? Get additional interviews at WGVU.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and subscribe. Powerful Women Let's Talk is produced by WGVU at the Meyer Public Broadcast Center at Grand Valley State University. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of WGVU, its underwriters, or Grand Valley State University.